Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag BYU. A lot of athleticism and speed, and, you know, and, and of course, Strong, he's been around for a long time, and, and we have those guys playing hard, and, and they're coming off a win, so we're going to their house, and we have to be ready for this game. More than anything, we respect them a lot, and from my purpose, we're just trying to get our team ready. It doesn't really matter who we play against this week. We're going to respect them and scout them like we have been, but I'm more, con- more concerned with how we're playing as a unit more than anything right now. Kalani Sataki's thoughts. As BYU gears up for a game with South Florida, a couple of two and three teams playing Saturday afternoon. Charlie's got them playing strong. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to their house. Are they going to OB? Yeah. (laughs) Cougar pregame show is going to start at noon. Got keys to victory, PK. You better believe I'm going to be dialed in. Keys to victory, run the ball, don't turn it over, play good defense, uh, don't have a long offensive dry spells, don't give up special teams touchdowns. It's a bunch of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's sponsored and brought to you by... What? Uh, usually those keys to the game usually seriously have a sponsor. Oh. I mean, I, and it doesn't matter if it's... I don't pay attention to that. Whatever. I, I'm starting to like the Chinese deal. There's no need to talk. Just play the game. Just play the game. We yeah. never want to hear from you again. Right. I mean, what can Kalani say at this point? Just find a way to win the game. Any way you can find a way to win is all that matters. Three and three is way better than two and four. No, 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 no. It's not two and four. It's two and six. When BYU loses a game, we take we, them three ju- at a time. We just assign the next two or three games as L's. And if they win, unless and there's always a stretch in November. That we know they're going to win. We do this every year. So that stretch when they play dog, 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 or maybe two dogs, whatever it is, in November. Liberty, they, UMass, and Idaho they State. They can't get the you know the independence we know of the scheduling reasons. No, if they win, well, maybe they can win next week. But if they lose the next three games, they're toast. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. You know, obviously Oregon State's, they're more balanced. So, you know, versus Washington State, you could give a little bit in the run game, knowing that their, their, you know, their base stuff is, is throw game. Here, they're going to run the football, and they've got play action. It's, it's like facing Utah's offense. you got to be very sound in the run game, and you, and, and you better get to the quarterback in, in the pass game because they're going to max protect and keep some guys in. Uh, they're going to run some double moves on your defensive backs. So uh, you can't let the quarterback just sit back there all day long. So it's, it's a good mix. You know, that, that's that, that's. The, the difference between Washington State and Oregon State is just the mix of what you're going to get. Morgan Scalley, Utah defensive coordinator, talking on about Oregon State, a team that is averaging 37 points a game. That's top 25 in the country. That's a pretty healthy number right there, PK. Relative to competition. Yes, relative I, I, to competition. Those types of stats for college really don't float my boat. Pros, yes. College, no. 37 points a game doesn't tell you anything. Relative to competition, I don't. I don't think it's apples and apples in college. It's more apples and kumquats. If he's sitting in the pocket, that's great because he's down. 
Scored 28 against Stanford, 36 against Oklahoma State. So maybe that number's a little inflated by the 45 they put on Cal Poly, but not a lot. When's the Big 12 play defense? On the 12th of never. That's another reason why they should put BYU in there. <laughs> that offense had run wild. They just, the reasons are just overflowing. But I think Oregon State is improving. It's not a big time improvement, but they've been way, way down. And if you can make some inter- incremental improvement, that's what it's going to be. I mean, it's not a garden spot in Corrales. Jonathan Smith has got a, just a very, very difficult job. And, you know, he's, Leach had a difficult job, but he had a rep. You know, Smith doesn't really have a rep. And he's building it. And so they are improved. I don't think it'll be a just a total blowout. But the Utes are favored heavily, are they not? 14 points. Yeah, on the road. That's a pretty good chunk of points, right? So I would suspect that, you know, they can make some plays. That's what will be interesting to see how many plays they can make. I don't think they can make enough plays to win the game. But I think they can make some plays to, for the, from, from Oregon State's perspective, to make some more improvement. They're not expected to win this game, but they have opportunities to build because they're at a situation where if they got to bowl eligible this year, that would be a phenomenal achievement. They won three games the last two years combined, right? And they're already sitting on two victories last year or this year, this year, which matches last year's total. They were Correct. two and ten last year. Yes, they're two and three right now. Right. So they are making some improvement, and that's really, I think, all you can ask for. Realistically, they're not going to make this quantum leap to get to seven and eight from where they've been the last couple years. Did you hear their sideline reporter on the big show yesterday? I did not, no. They had the sideline reporter on, and uh, they asked him, you know, give us your recruiting pitch. If you're the recruiting coordinator, suddenly had to talk to... Come play immediately. And, uh, no, he's like, uh, family atmospheres, an hour to the beach, an hour to the mountains, only 60,000 people here. If you want the big city, you know, you can go to L.A., but if you want a small-town family atmosphere... It's like you said, it's not a garden spot. Well, it's a, a harder sell. An hour to the beach where it's freezing. All right. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> two, two beach snobs from Southern California. Are you kidding me? Do you know how cold it is? All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Man in motion. That's Hines. Here's a lateral pass to Thayer Thomas. He'll fire it downfield. Got a man open. Five-yard line. Touchdown. Touchdown. Trent Penix. The double pass. And State has its first touchdown of the night. 12-0 Wolfpack. NC State beating Syracuse 16-10 in the Thursday night game. There are some big showdowns this weekend around the country. Undefeated Oklahoma and once beaten Texas. Jalen Hurts. Get some 50 points and they get another win? Not the way he's been going, man. Is it uh, the players or is it Oklahoma? Is it Lincoln Riley? And it's amazing. They're a fun team to watch, and they've been a fun team to watch for a few years. Top 10 on uh, Battle of the Undefeateds in the SEC. Seventh-ranked Florida is at fifth-ranked LSU. Six o'clock on ESPN if you want to check that thing out. Sure. After... Having seen uh, Florida win a big game over Auburn last week and seen LSU crush Utah State, uh-huh. i got to admit I'm slightly intrigued by that one. Uh, to an extent. I, it, oh, I agree. There's a lot of Pac-12 games that are uh, intriguing right. this That's, week, too, and it just gets hard to watch them all. You, 
Channel surf, watch scores on the ticker, and then try to pick the best game. Well, I've been since a kid been watching SC Notre Dame. USC Notre Dame. That's a uh, prime time, five thirty on NBC. Just always watch that game. Irish, your eleven point favorites. You're not expecting an upset, are you? I'm not sure. You know, with Slovis back, or what? What does he show? You know, because he didn't get an opportunity to show his improvement that I assume he made after the three picks against the Cougars because obviously then he got hurt in the, what, the, it was literally the second or third play of the game the yeah, following second. week. Yeah, so, you know, let's see what let's see what he has. What do you think about uh, Washington State with a couple losses in the Pac-12 and a bye week after the whole meltdown against the Utes and the post-game comments and they're entitled and all that stuff? Going to face your Devils. Well, Devils had a bye week too, because there's you get a lot of teams are having bye weeks because this is the two bye yeah see bye week season. So that's it Utah kind of flushes it off. out. Yeah, there were there were four teams off in the league last year. Right. So you're bye having week. so you know sometimes a team can have advantage because they had a bye, but you're finding teams are having buys together, and this is one of them where they both they both have a bye here. They both are coming off a bye, so. Uh, I, I think that it it should be a tough game. You know, the Leach has gotten his team to respond a bunch of times when he calls them out like that. Um, but their defense is crummy. And the devil offense, going back to what I said about Oregon State, is showing a little bit of incremental improvement, expecting them to put up 40, not where they're at right now in their stage of development with all the guys that they've been playing that are so young. You know, their time will come. But so if the if the devil offense can keep they can keep Washington State in the twenties, then I like their chances. Maybe low thirties. Win like a 34, 31 yeah, game or something. Possibly. But if they start getting into the forties, expecting over. the devil offense at this stage of their progression to score forty, I don't think it's possible. Now I, I as a devil fan. I'm far more nervous about this game than I was last game against Cal. And I said that ahead of time. I said it on that Friday that I thought they had a good chance to beat Cal because if the teams aren't explosive on the other side of the ball, that's playing right into the Devils' hands. Washington, 1-2, and two, is it 2-0 and oh, Arizona? So if you're curious about the Pac-12 South race, does Arizona get a loss here? Do they go to 3-0? and oh? Washington on the road is favored by 5.5 points. Well, I want Washington to beat the holy snot out of them. <laughs> I'll, Don't sugarcoat it, PK. I'll say it right off the top. I, I want them to win. It helps uh, ASU, it helps Utah, and it hurts uh, U of A. Yeah, that's the trifecta uh, for well, you. No, it's, that's the number one. one uh, ASU must be beat. Or, excuse me, Arizona must be beat. Yeah, that's that, th- those other two, they're nice, but I don't, know, I don't, want, I don't want them to start getting their cup up, come up and they might get a player or two from northern Mexico might commit to Arizona, and we don't want that. We want them to get nothing but cast-offs. DJ and PJ. Wait, 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 whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What? I mean, you guys told me to pay attention yeah. Numbers one versus number two. And I told you it wasn't going to be no ball game. Eight unanswered touchdowns. I mean, 56 I mean, in a row. Hold on. Hey, yesterday you didn't want to talk about high school football because you're worried about your no, employment I, today. Well, you wanted to break it down. 
I didn't want to break it down. I just told you. I they belong in seven A. Who they told do, you that? Corner Canyon. They do belong in seven A. Just wiping, you know so, what? So Skyridge, Skyridge is number two. Corner Canyon's number one. Corner Canyon's won twenty in a row since they lost to Skyridge in the playoffs two years ago. They beat right. him in the state title game last year. And it's seven-seven after one quarter, and it was forty-two to nothing in the second quarter. I, I told you, running clock, guys. Who told you about Kansas City and Ned Yost years ago? Uh, right? <laughs> I told you. I told you about Corner Kane. I told you a couple years ago. Watch out for this Patriots team. Didn't I? <laughs> the Patriots. Yeah. Yankee baseball has a chance to win 100. I told you, Washington State was going to run away with the North this year. I know my stuff. There it is. And they still will when they win seven in a row. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Jones takes the snap. Patriots with a blitz. And a throw to the right. Caught in the flat by Hillman. Nowhere to go. Jamie Collins is there. Ball came loose. Picked up by Ben Noy. To the 10, to the 5. Diving to the pylon. This linebacking crew, unbelievable. Forces another fumble. And then scoop and score. Van Noy. They reviewed it. Kyle Van Noy got his touchdown. The Patriots got the win. They're undefeated 6-0, best record in the NFL. And how about the analysis on that play? Boom! Oh! <laughs> well, as Troy Aikman told us, Van Noy, you know, he really didn't fit in with the Colts. And then he got what? to the Patriots, and he's really taken off. Lions, Colts, they wear blue. They're the same region of the country. Yeah, sure, why not? So if the Patriots' defense is going to be this good, what chance does everybody else have? You already got Tom Brady over there on offense. The defense has given up eight points a game. Sure, they gave up two touchdowns in this one, but Van Oy scored, so that offsets. Plus, the special team's got a touchdown on the block punt. They're making the game pretty easy for everybody else. Yeah, but I think in a one-game basis, as we saw years ago with the Giants. When they were 18-0? Yeah. Still got beat. And that's the postseason of the NFL. It's literally not totally a flip of a coin, but of all the sports, anything can happen. I think it might be that one. Rob Gronkowski has yet to file his retirement papers. And team owner Robert Kraft in a pregame interview asked about Gronk coming back. Quote, we can pray and hope. So if you file your retirement papers, you can't come back? Apparently that's some kind of hurdle. I don't know. I haven't read the collective bargaining agreement thoroughly enough to give you a good answer on that. Any games to entertain you this weekend? Niners-Rams? Won't be on uh, TV here, unfortunately. Why not? Uh, Fox has a single game, and they're going to show us Seattle and Cleveland in the morning game instead of the Niners and Rams late. Bummer. Yeah, I know. CBS has a doubleheader. I'm anticipating the phone ringing a little bit. Some blowback on social media. Giving us Tennessee and Denver instead of the Cowboys the and the ratings, Jets. But the ratings, this is a Bronco state. No, but I think that's getting tested at one and four. I mean, if, no, 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 if they're no, even no, mediocre. No, no. Then, then you're not a Bronco state. You're a, a winning team state. I think the Broncos even at mediocrity draw huge numbers. I'm just not convinced they will when they have... A bad record, and they're one and four. That's you're not in media. Yeah, but territory. you're like these folks who employed by the NBA. You've got to defend it. You're employed by Channel Two. They put the yeah, Broncos. You I'm, have to I'm, defend it. I'm, I'm not defending it right now, people. Sure you I, are. I pick the Cowboys. Uh, early game is a good one. It's Houston and Kansas City. That's going to most of the country. The Chiefs are just going to be on TV a lot. They're pretty entertaining. 
that last game notwithstanding. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, mid-range jumper on the left right wing is good. Off a nice pin down. Donovan's hit back-to-back shots. It's 22-14. to 14. Donovan gets the long rebound. Jets to the front court on the far side. Dispatches to O'Neal. Right-hand drive to the free throw line. Back to Donovan. Attacks to the 45. Bullets a pass. Brantley right corner three. Good. Jarrell Brantley, whose intelligence on the basketball floor has been the thing that the coaches have talked about most. It's now 24-17. Here's George Niang. Has some airspace. Launches and hits the three. Utah Jazz getting ready for their third preseason game of the year. They're in New Orleans tonight. This is a new team. They get Derek Favors from the Jazz. They get J.J. Redick from the Sixers. They get Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson out of the draft. Uh, They're collecting guys here, there, and everywhere. It's a new-look Pelican team, PK. It is, yeah. Well, Zion's the attraction for sure. We'll talk with with, uh, David Locke next. He'll join us right here on The Zone. Hashtag NBA. Hi, Christina McFarland, CNN. Um, The NBA has always been a league that prides itself on its player and its coaches being able to speak out openly about political and societal affairs. I just wonder, after the events of this week and the fallout we've seen, whether you would both feel differently about speaking out in that way in future. It's a legitimate question. This is an event that's happened this week during during the NBA. This particular question has not been answered. Any other questions? The NBA announced the remainder of the games in their China game series will not have any media availability of any kind. So there'll be no more of those awkward moments where they have to shut questions down. They're just going to shut them all down now. Although they, this was in the States, and they did apologize and said this that was a Houston, Houston yep. decision was uh, absolutely wrong. They came out and said that was wrong of the Houston PR folk, I guess, to shut this woman down because it was a legitimate question, as she, sh- as she said, and she had every right legitimately as a legitimate member of the media to ask that question, as she said. And most people would agree with that. And James and Westbrook, I thought that uh, Barry Trammell was in the audience there for a second <laughs> with, with Westbrook. <laughs> they had nothing to answer. So, I mean, that's the ongoing controversy. And it really puts into the just shut up and dribble. Well, now they just want to shut up and dribble. But last year, they didn't want to just shut up and dribble. Yeah, well, this is different because <laughs> it's Hong Kong and it's not them. Yes, and so that's, that's interesting. Steve Kerr did respond, uh, went to the gun safety thing, responded to Donald Trump. Human rights abuses, hello. Yeah. He didn't. He just went to the gun safety thing, and he has that card that he could play. His father was killed, assassinated in the uh, early 80s, assassinated in the early 80s and that that was a tragedy and and then he talked about how he had gone and met with all the presidents preceding Trump and he he played it well he never he never but he never went to the China he never went to Hong Kong it was more about and I didn't hear the question he'd been coached up the way it was answered all I heard was the answer so I didn't hear the question yeah but it was more about the question was what do you think of Trump calling you a little boy yeah okay I mean I heard it so he stayed right to that yeah All right, there you go. Those are the headlines. That is what is trending. 
And the Astros beat the Rays. All right. Do it. Sorry. Go ahead. Hit it. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. Kierbeier goes down on the hook. Ten strikeouts for Cole. His third career double-figure strikeout game in the postseason. Pagan delivers. And that's driven deep to left center field. Racing back. Kierbeier looking up. See you later. See you later. The series goes home field the whole way. The Astros win three games to two. No drama in that one. There was really no drama last night, PK. The high school game was a blowout. The NFL game got lopsided at the end. The Astros jumped out to an early lead in this one. Washington didn't pull away to win the WNBA title until late. Late. That was your game. You are so biased. Go Mystics. If it was Royal soccer, you'd just be all over it. That's a good point. But Elena Delavadova, I mean, she's a player. And we need to end on a laugh. I don't know <laughs> what so we're, the so backstory and the details are here. <laughs> Padres minor league pitcher Jacob Nix was arrested, accused of breaking into a suburban Phoenix home. How'd he get in? Through the doggy door. Yeah. And either he's little or that's a big doggy door. <laughs> and somebody inside the house. Here's the noise or season and comes with a taser. And while his teammate is trying to pull him back through the doggy door and out of the house, he gets tased. And you got to know, don't you got to know, is this straight out of the hangover? Right in the face. I mean, where else would they have hit him? Did you go to the theater to watch the hangover? Did you see it on TV? Saw it on TV. That's what I thought. Uh, I might have seen it actually on an airplane. Same difference. Because I don't think your wife would let you go. No idea. Right, exactly. Sneaking on an airplane. Right in the face. All right, so he's been charged now, and uh, the Padres are aware and investigating. Well, I hope he's good. (laughs) What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with purchase of any water softener. Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke is going to join us next. Talk, talk more about that uh, preseason game. Also on the way, the red and the blue this morning. 8 o'clock, Kyle Gunther, the former Ute. 9 o'clock, Brian Keel, the former Cougar. And we'll talk college football with them. DJ and PK is brought to you by Ken Garf, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Savings are on at Ken Garf, West Valley Ram. Stop by the dealership during Ram Power Days and take advantage of special offers on select new models. Whatever you're looking for, they'll have it at West Valley Ram. is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Successful or failure in the preseason? The 34-point loss, 80-point win. The bottom line is there's so many variables about a preseason game that just make it to where you can barely ever measure anything from it. Anything. I don't care if they missed all their shots. There are guys on the floor that are not going to be wearing the jersey. What you need to look at is the reality of that moment. Preseason is you experiment, and sometimes you come out with an eight rookies played against the Milwaukee Bucks Mm -hmm. with the reigning MVP by 34 in preseason, mm-hmm. it's not about the win and loss. I know I wouldn't even be too concerned about how the team played because eight rookies played, and I don't think you'll ever see that again the rest of this season. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. 
Time to talk Jazz basketball. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, joins us on the Sprint Special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. David, good morning. Hello, how are you, David James? My good. buddy PK there? PK is right here. PK, what's hey. up? How are you? Oh, I'm up, so that's a good start. Well, it's early. You guys got me doing this early today. This is like the earliest I've been on in a long time. I only had one cup of coffee. I haven't ground my, my, my coffee game way up this year. I have my own grinder I now bring on the road so it can be fresh and perfect. I bring my own grinder every day. It's called my heart and soul. Well, I mean, there's no question about that. There's nobody that brings it with the consistency, the dedication, the commitment that you do every day, PK. What? <laughs> Is it too late for golf, PK, when it's 23 degrees out? Or are we, are we going to get in our failed round at some point? Oh, I think we, yeah, I think we can. It's just, just going to get back. There's, there's still okay. some time. There's, hey, I, I found living here that you can count on some days in November. You can certainly count on days in October. You can count on days in November. Obviously, it gets a little dicier. And then once you start getting to Thanksgiving, maybe. I mean, I've, I've golfed here on Valentine's Day. It's 65 degrees. So you, you never really know for sure. You just have to be ready. You have to, you have to be very flexible. Well, I mean, if, if you are nothing else, you are flexible. Uh, yeah. I have a, what do I have, DJ? My motto? As far as flexibility? Oh, you stole that. It's awesome. Flexibility? You have to have flexibility within a structured environment. <laughs> Is it, he had a family member who used to use that on job interviews, and it always went over great. Everybody, use that on your job interview as if it's your own. That's your job interview tip from PK. It makes you sound like you're just really focused, detailed. Flexibility within a structured system. <laughs> it really, got, I got to tell you what, it sounds about as Dennis Lindsay as I think I've ever heard. Really? <laughs> okay, I can see that. I, mean, I totally can hear Dennis. And I actually, make, and like even worse is I can hear Dennis and it makes sense, right? So it's, it's I, we have our systems and our mechanisms, but we need to have the cap flexibility and the open-mindedness to see different things inside of all of our systems. So it's absolutely, like it actually might even be accurate for Dennis Lindsay. Sure. It's beautiful. I mean, that should be on Instagram. <laughs> That's funny. All right, David. I listen to you during preseason basketball games, and I feel like even you are like, "Get me to the twenty third. You mean the you mean the retrospective on the nineteen eighties Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> tortured history with the Philadelphia seventy sixers? You heard the other night? I didn't hear that specific. I'm talking more about oh. the tone I hear in your voice. Uh, well, we, I mean, we, we, we went through, actually, it's really interesting. The Milwaukee Bucks of the 80s are really the Utah Jazz of the 90s. Yes. Without the two finals appearances, but without the championships with brilliantly great players. Running into, you know, they ran into the Philadelphia 76ers four different times in a five-year stretch and lost in the playoffs. Yeah, as a longtime fan of Junior Bridgman, I can, nice. I can attest to that. You didn't go Brian Winters or Sidney Moncrief or... No, Junior Bridgman. All right. You know what he's doing now? Junior Bridgman? If he's smart, he's living where he's most famous, making money off those people. Or back in Louisville, one of the two. I think he's um, a crazily successful restauranteur. 
But as I say that, I think he owned TGIF Fridays. I, so maybe he's a less successful restaurateur than he once was. But it's worth, like, I think he had built kind of a restaurant empire with franchises. Good for him. I like to hear that stuff. So what were you asking, David? What is the big storyline in the preseason? If I'm watching for something, is there something to watch for, or am I really just waiting for the 23rd? I think you're waiting for the 23rd, but I, as I think we've talked about before, and at least I've talked about quite a bit, you are asking most of these players to alter their game. Um, and so there's a comfort zone that has to be established here from these guys at some point. You know, Mike Conley has gone back to get the basketball every single game he's ever played. He's not played with a wing player since 2011 that was capable of dribbling, passing, and scoring. And so these are new things for him, uh, and he's got to adjust a little bit. He certainly looked uncomfortable uh, the other day. Uh, Milwaukee's great, and Milwaukee's just at a very advanced point right now because all their players other than Brogdon are back, and they've actually gotten more advanced because by adding the second Lopez, they're just playing the same way all day now. So, um, you know, they're probably much further ahead than probably any team in the league right now, and it sure looked like it. You know, Jeff Green's got to adjust his game a tiny bit. Boyan's got to adjust his game. And so I think that's part of this is having these guys figure out what they're going to do. Watch Mike Conley if they both play tonight. Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert um, will be the first time in a live game and one of the very few times. I mean, they actually haven't even practiced together a great deal, um, which they're running the pick and roll together. So let's figure out how it works. I mean, there was a moment in practice the other day where Mike Conley bounced the bounce pass. They threw to Marcus Solde years to, to Rudy Gobert, and Rudy didn't handle it. Well, that's because that's not a pass you throw to Rudy. You throw to Rudy high. So it will be interesting. You know, these are adjustments they all have to make. So with those adjustments, do you anticipate, or what type of start do you anticipate when the regular season gets here? Well, there's no correlation, I think, between how you play in the preseason and right. how you start. And there's another five-day period after our last game on Wednesday before we play again. Right. I'm not worried about the preseason. Yeah, so I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're good, so I think they'll be fine. I'm, I just, yeah, I kind of believe in talent. You're I mean, right. I actually sometimes, I actually sometimes think I'll be, the team I'm really curious to see start is Denver because I actually think I'm not sure that I totally buy into continuity. I'm not sure I think it's a good thing. See, I believe in talent, too, over the course of 82, but I'm just wondering, say, over the course of 10-15. Oh, I mean, don't doubt it. When we start slowly, we'll use the, all these reasons to explain it. So, I mean, I guess leave the door open for that. Um, and we might start slowly. We play five really good teams just in our first seven games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully Quinn's teams universally get better as the year goes on. The Quinn system is very read-based and very intricate, and so therefore, you know, as the year goes on, they begin to understand more and more what what it is. And, frankly, Quinn's system is really good at taking advantage of someone's a weakness of someone. And so if teams get injured and players start to fall off the wayside, then Quinn's going to go find them. David Locke, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dante Exum, how many games is he going to play this year? How long is it going to be before he plays? What's his situation now? What are your expectations? Jump in on any of those, David. Well, I mean, he's busting his butt. Um, I think some of the media got to see him doing a one-on-one with Jeff Watkinson the other day that was um, pretty awesome. I mean, he's really, really working hard. Um, 
He will, the next progression will be him to play some two on two and then three on three and then four on four and then five on five. And then you get out on the floor. Um, but I don't think there's any urgency for him to really go at, you know, I don't think there's an urgency to have him ready for opening day. And some like, as though that's had some value. I think the bigger value, even Dante said it to me in the media day interviews was is to be ready for the playoffs and to be healthy throughout the process of getting to the playoffs. So if you, you know, just are cautious and take an extra few weeks and get him and get him out on the floor, you know, two weeks later, and he's got a little bit more bounce and a little bit more strength and a little bit more confidence. That seems like a pretty good idea. Um, you know, the rehab on this injury is really what the key is. It's an injury that, you know, the Achilles is, you know, complicated surgery. This one's just the rehab is really difficult. And so he's going through the process. He's far stronger than he was before, um, noticeably bigger. And, and we'll see, but I, I don't think there's a date or a time on it. How many games will we play this year? I mean, I'm totally guessing. I mean, I can make up a number. You can bet over under and have no idea either. And then we could, you know, bet a lunch and go to Toast Ramen together again just so that we go out if you want to do that. Okay. What do you got? Okay. Um, I'll take 50. Under. Under, really? Right. Wow, that was quick. You didn't even think about it. I actually, or you already thought about I it. I had actually already thought about it as you were saying it, and that number I picked was 40 in my brain, just half the season essentially. And I thought if he says 30, I'm going over. If he says 50, I'm going just 40. Whichever side 40 is of the number, that's what I'm saying. Boom, there it is. All right, so when it's he either weird. plays his 41st game and I win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that include playoffs? Uh, oh, I was going regular um, season out of 82 is what I thought. Or, you know, or when he misses his 33rd, you win. Yeah, that's the way that would play out if we're just going to the uh, 82. Uh, see what, what do you think? You want in on this? Well, you want some ramen? I had 45 well, I, on my mind. Well, I didn't invite PK to ramen. No, I invited I PK to golf. No. Oh, okay. Ramen's then, our time. <laughs> and, then, and then he reneges on me after he invites me. Oh, really? I did. <laughs> I totally did. You just felt guilty. I thought, oh, this is going to be juicy. And he's like, hmm, oh, I no. did. <laughs> but, no, there's going to be nothing juicy in this interview. So I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. See, um, he doesn't know the true story. That was the day that Mike Weir invited me. So, so a, I was going to have to cancel. <laughs> Locke canceled first, so he's the bad guy. <laughs> Got a bigger name. And I had a pretty line. good, I think if I remember correctly, I had a pretty good reason, right? Uh, I think it involved your father and some other stuff with work. Yeah. I, I mean, I understood. Yeah. And plus, I had this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike Weir on another line. Plus, plus, you were <laughs> plus, after all these years, you were canceling on me anyway. Okay, we'll get it done. You're, you're a good dude, Dave, but you don't have a green jacket, so I'll be over here. <laughs> at <Right>. Hidden Valley. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. Right. So How's he playing? Oh, he was awesome, man. And he's was getting, he? I he, mean, because he really he went through a period of time where he was really bad, like which is so crazy, right? Like yeah, well, he had injuries. his body kind of failed him yeah. and he had all those injuries and then his body and I think it's you know, I think I don't know if he would say this, but his body and mind I think simultaneously failed him and I mean, what an incredible game, right? The green like I mean, I know he came out and played at Park Meadows and like did not shoot well, like seven, eight years ago. It's like crazy. The, the guy, you know, has a green jacket and is like putting up high numbers. Like you'd think, you know, like you'd think you'd never be that great at something you could never lose it, but golf is different. Score was not kept, but my unofficial, he, he did play from the blues with, because there was uh, the three of us plus Mike and he played from the blues and my unofficial was probably about seven under. 
And was, that, was what? He had about seven under, I think. Yeah. Um, do you remember Clay Ogden? Oh, for sure, yeah. Play, played at BYU? Yeah, He yeah. came out and played Park Meadows this year and played from the Blues and I think was maybe eight or nine under. Like yeah. Something stupid. It was just fun to watch. There was no such thing as a dog leg because he had just hit over it. So oh, that's so cool. He didn't have to worry. And, and, and I was unsure of where we were going on one particular. There's two holes that – because they got three separate nines there. And so there's right. two – uh, two of the nines, there's a place where they both basically converge, and they're both little dog legs. And so I see him aim into the other fairway of the other pole to go over, and of course he hits it brilliantly. And then I get up there, and I'm figuring that's where, because I don't know where to go really. And he's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> because I'm aiming into the other fairway. And whereas he aimed because he could carry the other fairway, and he says, no, 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 you need to go over here. <laughs> and I, I didn't know where we were going right off the bat. I, I did, and so he says, you go there, you'll hit it past the tree line, then you aim. I just went over and because I, I got a little confused, and I actually did par the hole, so I was pleased with that, except for my triple bogey on the first hole when I had you-know-what running down my leg, or both of them. Uh, I settled down, and I had, uh, for the next 17, I either had bogeys or pars. He's probably seen a few people. It's so funny, right? You're, like, so nervous to play with him, and then you put up a triple bogey, and only it's worth, like, he's played with, like, pro players who've had a triple bogey. He, like, he's, you know he's unfazed, never thought one second of it, didn't expect you to be any good to start with. Yep. And yet somehow you're, like, so nervous. Like, yep. like it's so funny how it works. We had this conversation. I said, PK, no matter what you do, he doesn't think you're going to be any good. He, right. you know, like, and, and why PK would you possibly a, be nervous? Like, PK, but PK, you are. I would be terrified. Yeah, PK has a single-digit handicap, so among all the amateur weekend hackers, he's excellent. But for a touring pro, these guys are just freakishly gifted. I mean, it's just off the Wait charts. Wait if you're now down to a single-digit, you're playing with the my little one, not me. Well, I thought there's room for all of us. All right, we'll go. I'll force him. Yeah, it'll be fun. David, we'll leave it there, and we'll all look forward to the 23rd and the season opener. It's not that far away now. It is not. I'm Zion tonight, though. Like, this is pretty fun. See Derek? See Zion? It's a pretty good one tonight. Pelicans are going to be really good. Yeah, I'm going wa- to my, my number one reason to watch, uh, because I don't put too much stock in preseason, is to actually see Zion Williamson, which is what I did the other night when he played against the Bulls, just to see him. Well, and the thought I have that's so interesting about this is, like, Rudy has such a uh, target on his back. That, like Zion's probably waking up this morning, and be like, "All right, defense play of the year. I'm gonna go pack on Rudy." And Rudy's like, "Oh man, another preseason game." And like, it's funny because like, I almost feel like part of the reason like Rudy didn't play against Milwaukee is like for Rudy to play Giannis, he's got to play so hard and give so much, and you just don't want to do that in the preseason. And it's like there's such a mark on Rudy. He's he's the standard bear. So I'm sure Zion's like thinking like, "All right, I'm packing on Rudy," and then I'm making you know house of highlights and everything else and. And Rudy's thinking to himself, like, all right, let's go through three more of these before I get to the regular season. Like, so it's an interesting kind of contrast. David Locke, you'll hear him on the broadcast tonight. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. Going to talk a little football with Kyle Gunther, former Utah offensive lineman. Coming up next, Brian Keel, former Cougar linebacker at 9 o'clock. You ready for a big weekend of college football? Yeah. Because it feels like it's really on the schedule across the country. The conference games are picking up. October, yeah. Yeah. The Red River shootout. I mean, that's that's a... That's a like a calendar checkoff mark between Oklahoma and Texas. And the buys with BYU and Utah, and essentially Utah State, obviously they weren't in a buy, but they were in a no-win situation having to go down to LSU, and LSU is really, really good this year. So it's almost like we had last week off, and it's thrown off my biorhythms completely. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know, it just, it's, I'm used to just hunkering down, and there wasn't, it wasn't there. And uh, with these buys, you had a lot of the Pac-12 teams have buys, too. And you know, the Devils, Washington State, SC, it's, it's, it's really weird. Oh, there's a lot of buys this week, too, but there's enough big games this week. Well, and our teams weren't playing. Right. Combined with that. Oklahoma and Texas is at 10 a.m., so you start right off with that. Yeah, that's awesome. That, yeah. That'll be good. You can channel serve if something else looks good. you got BYU playing at 1.30, and the Pac-12 Network has Washington State and ASU at 1.30 also. BYU's on CBS Sports Network. Which is going week, to be warm there. Yes, CBS I mean, Sports that's, Network. Uh, that's something. A little that, too early to be playing that early? I've been there at that time, and, and yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's only 90, but... When I say only 90, you're saying it from the Phoenix perspective. But when you have, you know, 35, 40, 45,000 folks all jammed in there and there's tends to not be a lot of wind, they can get a little stifling. So I'm, I wish it was 110, actually. Because uh, you figure, hey, it's you guys, <laughs> it'll be hard, but they'll be able to handle it. And the other guys yeah. will be like, get me out of here. Yeah. And so all these games really matter. And I do think that, and I, I figured this out uh, last week, if ASU and Utah win, you can see ESPN thinking about game day here next Saturday because then you're probably saw, getting two yeah. teams. Well, you're certainly getting two teams ranked because I think, what, they're 15th and 18th now? 15th yeah. and 18th, And yeah. so they would m- maybe move up a spot or two. I wouldn't go crazy, but you could see where they'd move up a spot or two, and that would be fine. And so that would create some publicity. And we, we're going to get to that. I asked Yach to get Mark Harlan on next week because we're – and I hope both teams do win. Obviously, I always hope the, the both teams end win anyway. Uh, but – and so here you have two ranked teams, and they're putting it on the Pac-12 network, which only goes into 17 million uh, homes. Versus any ESPN of the any of the ESPNs gets way more distribution, and it's going to be in the day. It's not going to be at 11:30 at night uh, back east, but yet no one back there can see it because of this situation. It's freaking crazy, man. They the put Pac-12 thing just in, keeps tripping over themselves they, they over and a, over again. They put a thing in the contract. You know, there's like a draft order. Yeah, I know. And so this is a week that kind of works in their favor, and they get to pick one of the better Pac-12 games. Does, they get because Fox flex. isn't involved. I think this is the World Series, right? So, so they're sitting it out. So well, that's... The American League Championship Series this coming week. Next week? Okay, not the World Series? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
So the b- b- baseball postseason. So that's great. And the whole theory was you're going to be able to build the Pac-12 network because you're going to make sure you get some good games, except they have all the distribution issues. Yeah. And we know the DirecTV story. So no matter how good the games are, you really aren't going to build it. I know. So now you're really, instead of, I oh, will have this good game and we'll build it, now we'll hide it. You build it and they won't come. <laughs> if you build it, you won't show it and they won't it's come. It's really a kick in the teeth for, for both of these teams. Uh for for the conference sake, not just the teams. I mean, yeah. it's more it's bigger than the two teams involved. It's the conference, and I want Mark Harlan to respond to that. So I asked Yach to get him on next week, and Mark has always said he'll come on. So Mark, if you're listening, we'd like to get you on next week to be able to uh, discuss this. And I'm sure he's not happy about it. I mean, it's not like he can do anything about it, but no, he's a representative he, and has to speak to he it. He inherited all this stuff got put in place a long time ago. The question is more how you're going to handle this going forward because this deal it's is really be frustrating. Up. And this is my conference, man. This is, this is my conference long before it was your conference. And it's frustrating for me to see this two ranked teams. Hope, hopefully, both teams win this week. Certainly, I'm expecting the Utes, the Devils, uh, maybe Washington 55, 45 type uh, yeah. percentage. They are favored, I think, by four or five. So uh, hopefully, they can get it done and set up a, a nice uh, and have game day here. I'm all for that, absolutely. And get some run for the conference and then they, these guys they just love to go nuts on Herm because they all worked with him for many many years so they pump him up. quotable and easy to oh, work big with. Big time, yeah. Energetic. Uh, Washington State and ASU is now even. Even? Even. I'm looking at the I'm line even more on ESPN.com right now. And and but it's funny you bring up the number 30 as a winning you know if it's below 30 winning number all that they put the over underline at 59. You know, 30-27 game. A 31-27 game would be 58 points. Well, yeah, they, they don't have a yeah. prolific scoring offense. They just don't. Yeah. I mean, they're starting a two So can they win 31-28? I'm finally able to do the math uh, on 59. Against Washington State, I would say they could. Against most other, against the Utes, no. But given what we've seen out of Wazoo's defense. Right. All right, DJ and PK coming up next. Kyle Gunther, loads of information, tons of energy. You know he's been doing film breakdown all, all week. He's next. Stay with us.